Greetings, boils and ghouls. You're listening to Crypt Creepers, the podcast where we realize the unappreciated genius of the greatest horror anthology of our generation, Tales from the Crypt. I'm Mary Johnston, and with me is a man so jaded by wealth that he'll fund any art that makes him feel something. My brother, Thomas Johnston. How are you, Thomas? Uh, doing great. I'm feeling very comfortable here in my isolation villa in uh, an undisclosed location. Oh, would you uh, like to tell us all that rubbing we're shoulders all in this... with the one percent of the one percent? Would you, if you're in your bunker, would you like to tell us we're all in it? We're all in this together while you're uh, while you're zooming around on your yacht. Yeah, actually, while I, <laughs> we're all in this together while while I'm riding a hoverboard around on my super yacht. (laughs) While While I'm visiting my wine cave. (laughs) While you're hoverboarding down to your wine cave. (laughs) I just got all my, I got all my stairs replaced with ramps so I can hoverboard everywhere. (laughs) The hoverboard I think has replaced the Segway as like obnoxious prop. You know how like, and I think, I think that some degree Animal Crossing is like this, but definitely it's like more The Sims. You know, like you kind of had like styles, especially like The Sims 1, which is the main Sims I played, OG Sims, um, Mm -hmm. where like you would have like kind of like the set piece of furniture and be like, oh, this is for a space house. And you'd have like a space Mm -hmm. staircase and like a jungle staircase, like all those things. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I think that if you actually went into someone's house um, who otherwise was like, you know, not a person in a wheelchair, obviously, but all their stairs were replaced with ramps. You'd be like, is this a space house? Is this the theme, is this the, is this the theme wait, of is, your house Logan's Run? What's happening? Yeah, I feel like, is love and normal reproduction uh, allowed in here? Love and stairs are illegal in the future. <laughs> love, it's not allowed in here. You're actually... <laughs> That, that sounds like a terrible, like, weird, like, confessions of a call girl. And it's like, he was, a, you know, a, an eccentric Silicon Valley millionaire in his house. Love was not allowed. Either, Feelings were not allowed. Either that or it's you like, know. I'm sure that actual people like this exist, but I feel like it's definitely a trope in, like, really crummy, uh, like, ABC Family Christmas movies where it's like, they're coming home for- the girl's coming home from Christmas and bringing her boyfriend, but her dad is a real piece of work. And he's like, my house, my rules. Like, that kind Wait, of thing. Like, Mary, in my are house. You just, are you describing Meet the Parents? Mm, maybe. <laughs> I don't think it's I know, I, know, I know exactly what you mean, though, where it'll Actually, be like, I'm thinking, he's a man's man. I am thinking specifically about something, and that is... And like, then he hooks the bo- the boyfriend up to a polygraph machine. No. Interrogates I'm him specifically about thinking, I'm specifically thinking about, there was like a TV series, I think it was like 12 episodes long, that Netflix released that had the Qu- Dennis Quaid, the Quaidster right. in it. As, like, a curmudgeonly dad who was like, all the Christmas lights come down on January 26th, or uh, January, on December 26th. And I was, I watched, like, ten minutes of the first episode, and I was like, this is hot garbage. <laughs> Cannot handle it. I feel like that's exactly, isn't there, wasn't there some show that's called, like, 12 Rules for Dating My Daughter or something like that? Oh, yeah, with John about- Ritter, and then he died in harness. Horrible. Oh, jeez. Well, now I feel, now I feel like a, like a right, right fool. And then they just, like, carried it on. Like, they just, like, kept the show going. I think that also had uh, Peg Bundy in it. Oh, nice. Yeah. She's good. I don't know. I, I, I kind of remember that show being on 12 Simple Rules for Dating My Teenage Daughter. I kind of remember that show. It's mostly famous because John Ritter is, like, his last role. Oh, sorry, man. I can't hear you. I just opened up my $30,000 refrigerator to access my $100 a throw artisan 
San Francisco ice cream. How good would that ice cream have to be? I mean, I'm sure it's very good. <laughs> I assume that if you have stuff like that, though, you become a little bit like Lucille Bluth, where it's just sort of like, how much can it be, Michael? $40 or whatever. How much you know, can a banana be? <laughs> cost a banana cost $10? $10. But, but it's like that weird thing where I remember as a child, actually as a, when I was a child, of an age to watch Tales from the Crypt. So this is relevant. Where they were like, where they were doing some gotcha journalism where they were asking uh, uh, current president George Bush, number one, and uh, candidate uh, uh, Bill Clinton. <laughs> He's famous. No, they were asking him, like, how much does a gallon of milk cost? And they were just like, uh, like $4? And they were like, these a, guys don't know. That's a fairly good guess, though. Also, it was 1991, so oh. that gallon of milk was not $4. Yeah, probably not. Um, it depends. Is it, is it organic? <laughs> no, this, Mary, this was the past. There were, there, if, if you were like, do you have any nut milk? They'd be like, what are you talking about? They'd be like, got your nut milk right here. <laughs> also, now if you talked about nut milk, people would still say that. Yeah, that's a really, that's a pretty grody <laughs> way of putting it. Also, <laughs> you got any fresh nut juice? <laughs> Got any fresh pressed nut juice? <laughs> Biggest pair you've ever seen. It's horrifying. Horrifying. Boo 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 what I want to do, what I want to do, is do a version of it though, as if it's it's from the Goblet of Fire episode episode um, <laughs> book. Well, an episode of the Harry Potter TV series. <laughs> I can't even. I can't even. The the fourth Harry Potter movie where it's like here's. I can't remember their names, but it's like, here's Grizzleward. It's in France. Everything is very chic. Here's, you know, Dunderpuff. I Bobaton is the school that is no. comprised of. The thing I just said made was like way more. Beautiful ladies. Isn't that, isn't that, no. Bobaton. That's <laughs> no, an that's insane totally name. No, it's Durmstrang is the name where, is where Victor Crumb goes, though. Yeah, I was like, and then I was like, yeah, then it's like Durmstrang, where the Russians are. Everything's very Russian. And then <laughs> they like all were like coming in doing Cossack jigs. <laughs> I wish no, I recall correctly. It's like very grim. And then so it's like beautiful ladies no, I, and like I, grim men in peak physical condition, like it's rock, like the Rocky movie where it has to fight the Soviet Union. And then it's like here's Hogwarts. We got together the saddest group of people to play a rusty trombones in the world's most pathetic brass band. I want to. That's like our version of singing the Tales from the Crypt theme. It's that every time. I, I would prefer if they were if if, if the Darmstrong thing was just them doing the um, perfect strangers dance of friendship or whatever. Oh my gosh, the dance of the joy. dance of joy. Yeah. yeah. Hey, 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 hey. Uh, the perfect strangers uh, has the most perfect theme song that has ever existed. And I have sung that theme song to lull both of your ch- both of your older children to sleep, and I will do it for the third too. Today we're discussing Isolkilia. Which is almost correct. 
It's almost <laughs> easel kill you. Easel kill you. Um, so what is is easel? Is it it'll it it it'll it's kill you? Yeah. It's very. It's not good. What, wait, what's it? Is uh, it the artist? I, I assume. I assume the lady creativity, but I, I don't know. That is one of my questions for this. Why? Why? Although is it, this is a funny okay. time for us to get real precious. I think we've had a lot of really baffling titles for episodes. <laughs> yeah, this is the one we're gonna die on. Come on. Yeah. Um. I would. Uh, this is a special episode though, because this is an episode that I remember watching as a child. I have no memory of this episode. Yeah, even now, no. <laughs> <laughs> like you were invited to my slumber parties. You're like, yeah, you weren't there. Um, tell us about the personnel in this episode. Sure. So this episode was directed by John Harrison. Uh, this is a guy who um, any relationship to Harrison Ford? No. <laughs> yes. Yes. No. He um, he got a start. He directed um, a fair number of uh, rock and roll videos. He was also the first assistant director to George A. Romero on Night of the Living Dead. Cool. And also Creepshow. Um, he did some work with Tales from the Dark Side, and he directed the Sci-Fi Channel Dune miniseries. Mm, do you remember that? I do remember yeah, yeah. that and very, I, very distinctly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And um, he also was a writer for Disney's Dinosaur movie, which I have not seen, which is strange because I have small children, but um, I'm sure I will eventually see it. Oh, um, yeah. I remember and that And this movie. is his first of two episodes of tftc so he'll be coming back and maybe we'll remember to we'll remember that when we talk about him sounds good we, we, we surely will and um this was written by larry wilson um not larry he, appleton no he um wrote uh for the adams family reboot the one with the mc hammer uh iron song cool yes which i was thinking about singing but maybe i won't because a lot of singing this episode already um, this is the first of five Tales from the Crypt episodes that he wrote, so we'll be we'll we'll have plenty more time to sing the uh, MC Hammer song. Um, and he also did the awful, awful live action Year Without a Santa Claus, the one with um, the one with John Goodman in it as Santa. What? Remember watching this? No, yeah. I've I've never. Oh seen man! That. Oh, it's real bad. It's like a it's like a you know like who Network is he? Miser and Snow and Snow Miser. I do not remember, but All right, I'm, I'm, probably they are famous people. Oh my gosh, that is that yeah, is hyper real embarrassing. Bad. But also, Larry Wilson wrote Beetlejuice, and then oh. served as like creative consultant and everything for the Beetlejuice cartoon series. And so this guy's got some got some chops. Got I some remember chops. really liking the Beetlejuice cartoon series. I remember it being on TV, which is weird because I'm older. But for those of you at home, no. <laughs> I remember, but I, I could. I don't remember ever watching a single episode. I remember. I remember liking it more because, like, you know, Beetlejuice actually is quite scary in the movie. Yes. Like, he's definitely Dude, he's scary in the cartoon though too. He has that like creepy, like, that creepy stripy tongue and stuff. He definitely is, but he's more, you know, like. Uh, he's a cartoon character. He's not, you know. He also, but he's also friends with uh, Winona Ryder's character. So yeah, it yeah. feels oh, less I see. He, yeah, he's more of a good guy. Yeah, scary. Yeah, yeah. Um, I would like to tell you that here are the people that are also in uh, sure. the live action. Mrs. Hit Claus me. is pa- played by Delta Burke. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, oh, my gosh, is this is this right? Hold on. And uh, Harvey Firestein is heat miser. Mm hmm. 
And Michael McKean is Snow Oh, my Isaac. gosh. I do kind of remember that. Why is this not good? Poor Michael McKean. It's, it's real bad, Mary. Maybe we'll oh, watch Carol it. Ka- Carol Kane is Mother Nature. That's good casting. Maybe we'll, uh, we'll maybe we'll revisit it and it won't be terrible. But I remember watching it in the grip of my love of A Year Without a Santa Claus and it was not good. I'm Mr. Snow Miser. <laughs> oh. 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 What a bong. Southtown, USA. What a great movie. Carry on. <clears throat> so the cast. Tim Roth is the... <laughs> Is our lead here as Jack Craig, the tormented artist? Everybody, it's a man. It's, it's a man with two first names. <laughs> Do, Jack Craig. Is there, is there anybody who doesn't know who Tim Roth is? Um, he is. Um, I feel like uh, he was in Rob Roy, which he picked up an Academy Award nom, and then he was in all kinds of things that Quentin Tarantino is connected with. Yeah. Everything from Hateful Eight to Reservoir Dogs. <laughs> I said like in a funny way, Pulp Fiction. And um, he is in Four Rooms. Do you remember Four Rooms, the like weird anthology series that uh, Quentin Tarantino is connected to? Oh about yeah, the bellhop. Yes, that has like the, the weird, the weird sex positive witches. Yep. And then, and then, yeah. Uh, I think that isn't that isn't Robert Rodriguez. Uh, uh, maybe anyway. Potentially. So, yeah. Um, do you remember? So everybody remembers, of course, that he is playing opposite friend of the pod, Manda Plummers. Manda Plums, Mander mm-hmm. Plums, Mandy Plums. Mm-hmm. And we all know that her name is Honeybun. Yep. Do you remember the name of his character? Not, no. Tim Roth, Pumpkin. Pumpkin and Honeybun. Pumpkin and Honeybun. Honeybun. Okay. Yes, Honeybun. Honeybun. <laughs> ah! Yeah. You were like, I yes. can't believe you don't remember Pumpkin. Oh, God, I'm so hungry. Can we just knock off and have lunch? <laughs> yes. Um, so, Bo-hos. and then. That's not a character. So Roya Minot is Sharon, the love interest. Um, she was in a bunch of other kind of uh, TV shows from this era. She was in MacGyver. She has a role in MacGyver. She was in Qu- on Quantum Leap. She was in Silk Stockings. Oh, well, she's in Quantum Leap. Yeah, well. And then um, the only other person uh, who had anything uh, super funny about them, um, William Atherton, who mm-hmm. is Malcolm Mayflower, the deviant millionaire. Billionaire? Uh, I love so him. As a, I, I love him as an actor. Yes, yes, he was in. Of course, he is in Mary's. Poss- is is Real Genius still your favorite movie? Mary? Real Genius is still one of my top five movies for sure. Yes, he, I love he, Real he, Genius. Probably, I mean, easily the most famous. He is the EPA official in Ghostbusters. He's the the man with no dick. Um, and uh, he also is in Biodome, another favorite of yours, right, Mary? You love Biodome. You love Polly Shore. No, I've actually never seen a Polly Shore movie, I'm pretty sure. You've never seen Encino Man? No, I don't think so. Oh. Maybe I can fix that in in quarantine. Maybe mm. <laughs> you can fix that in post. I'll watch it. I'll <laughs> watch it. You can, we can record this and then when you see it, you can go in and edit it. So you can say you have like, seen it. Oh, I have seen it. Um, I can watch it in quarantine and then be like, well, you know what? Maybe, maybe not interacting with other people is fine. Man, Stephen Baldwin had it right. Um, no, I just mean like this movie's dumb. Why are we watching it? Uh-huh. Okay, and that's all I have. That's all I have for you today. All right, Jack Craig is a tormented artist who is maybe an alcoholic recovering? Question mark. Um, he discovers his muse when he paints uh, his neighbor who he accidentally murders and gets an unlikely uh, patron 
to feed this particular talent. Dun, dun, dun. You made it sound much more mysterious than it really is. Yeah, no, it's actually like the least mysterious episode we might have watched. I feel like every, like, you know exactly. There's kind of a twist. Yeah, I mean, there's like, no, it's a twist. I mean, um, uh, cat right out of the bag. This episode is not especially good. But I think this is like the, don't you think this is kind of the prototypical kind of bad Tales from the Crypt episode? In that it's, it sort of has, it sort of sets up the scenario. You can kind of see there's like one of those, oh, the ironic twist of fate. Um, I think it has all the pieces. To me, it feels yeah. more um, Twilight zone except it would not mm-hmm. be, like the structure of it is Twilight zone The goriness of it makes it Tales from the Crypt, but like sure. kind of the like, and then he killed the one man that could save her is very, right. is very Twilight zone as opposed yeah, to Tales yeah, from the Yeah, yeah, sure, 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 sure. I, 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 I don't know. I just kind of think about like in the same way that um, uh, the, um, what's it called? The one with the guy who, who gets, who has the experimental surgery to get the nine lives of the cat. Oh, uh, Dig um, That Cat. He's yeah, dig real that cat. gone. He's real gone. Long. Really long, but but title. right, but you know how like that that one sort of is sort of the same thing where it's kind of like we set this thing up and then oh the dark irony he's hoisted on his own petard. Oh, he can't you know. count. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, th- I just feel like that it, it's it just kind of is. He never thought like a, of the cat. I feel like this is like if you were if you were going to be like by the numbers, I, I this um this episode I think maybe has kind of like some empathy problems with it and stuff but just as but you know what i mean right where it's kind of like there's this guy and oh he needs the money oh and he says he won't but he will and yeah yeah it it, it, it this is like this, if <clears throat> if tales of the crypt likes to pretend that it's a bunch of like nude women in bathtubs murdering men with chainsaws i think at least thus far it's really more of this kind of thing really yes yes this seems <clears throat> pretty this seems pretty um kind of like wrote. basic yeah by the book yeah 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 yeah, yeah. Like a, so milk, what, a milk run of a project. So what does this episode have to tell us? What important themes and morals does it lay out, Mary? Um, check your swing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> don't, think... don't hit ladies with alarm clocks. <laughs> uh, no, I mean, like, th- this is, a, I find this episode very unsatisfying. <laughs> unsatisfying. So the basic story, right, is that Jack is like kind of a son of a bitch, right? And initially, oh yeah, 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 yeah. He's yeah, he's yeah. You're right. He's really he's he's like moody. He's crappy to that woman who's like a gallery owner or whatever who's like trying to help him. Who's like the the only character I somewhat buy in this is. I also like. I take that back. I love (laughs) Mary's like Mayflower. Wasn't if it wasn't for the girl boss gallery lady. No, but she's like, she's like actually like kind of a good, that whole first scene, you think it's going to be kind of awesome because he has, he's like, she's like talking to him and she's like, yeah, it's great. I mean, the art's good, but it's not great. I can't put it in my gallery, but you could come and like sweep the floors of my gallery. And he's like imagining murdering her. And that's like legitimately kind of like creepy. And then, right. And then immediately, then it's just like, it's just like Jack is like, just kind of like, like pissed for kind of no reason and like hyper violent. And yes. kills yes. his neighbor over like loud music. I'm like, you're the worst, well, dude. I, I, I think the first the first death is accidental. It is. It is. He does not enrage, but he like it, he's like yelling at the dude. Like the dude, he's like yelling at the dude, and then the dude falls off his fire escape. Right. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't. I mean, I just, I just don't care about him at any point. I think is the problem. No, no, no you're, you're right. It's, I mean, and then he starts it, like hanging out with this girl, and they're like having sex, and then like <laughs> he like wants to murder her. You're just like Jack. You should probably just like, just stop. Like go, to, go, go to prison, Jack. No, no, you should just, <laughs> you should say the most California thing ever, which is like, this dude needs to be in therapy. Well, he already is in therapy. It doesn't seem like it's helping very much. He probably needs more intensive therapy. That no, yeah, yeah, for therapy. sure. <clears throat> the problem is, I think that uh, is that uh, Tim Roth's character, who has two first names, and one of them is Craig, Craiger. No. Oh, uh, Jack. Jack is Jack. his first name. His Jack Craig. last name is Jack Craig. Craig. Jack Craig is a great like uh, like FBI agent, special agent Jack Craig. You know that he's not going to be a very good artist. Have you ever heard of an artist whose name is named something like <laughs> Jack Craig? No. Uh, I don't know, man. You could be like, oh, a Jack Craig original. Yeah, um. but you could say that about anybody. <laughs> a Malcolm Mayflower original. Doesn't that sound better? <laughs> it does. A Harold Nimrod original. <laughs> he's so busy, like, doing the... He's because he's tormented. He's tormented by his addiction. He's tormented by his, like, what... He sort of is, like, creatively constipated or something. And Yeah, he's, like, a little a, bit of painter's block. But also, he's just, like, seems like a painter's block. Painter's block. He just seems like a, like an angry, violent dude. I'm like, why? Why do we care about this guy? He became a murderer. I'm not surprised. It's very much a like no suffering, no art. Um, yeah. Also, also, I just wrote on my notes uh, under the lesson I wrote. Despite all my rage, I am still just a rat in a cage. Just, we are. We you know at this point though, right? We are sort of entering the like. Well, it kind of seems like every time it kind of comes and goes. The like white male rage is sort of a thing. I don't, I don't, it's, I don't know if culturally it's really there yet now, but I feel like the last time is when, uh, when, uh, like Limp Bizkit was big and it's like, get in the pit, just hit, kind of, kind of thing. And then I think we bled some of that aggression off with the, uh, war on terror. Uh, uh, yeah, but now we have Nazis, so that's cool. Right, right. No, now, now it's now maybe a little resurgent for the right. So we'll see if maybe we'll build some of that up, uh, again. Which is but funny because anyway, I don't I don't actually think of uh, I don't think of Smashing Pumpkins as being that kind of band. No, not at all. No, I, I think that the um, I think the sort of the 90s, I think the 90s kind of uh, had the angry white male uh, as reactionary to um, uh, what was perceived as unfairness and political correctness. You know, you know how it is for the most privileged people like to whine the most. And uh, and then you sort of and, 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 and maybe kind of carried through into the kind of fight club-esque like we're not you know the the the, the angry men sought therapy in drum circles and then rejected the therapy and then sort of then sort of made manifest in the like in the mosh pit break stuff you know kind of thing and then we sent a generation off to war and um now here we are yeah 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 i guess that maybe this is just why i'm just like dude get it together don't 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 want to kill ladies of alarm clocks. Do you want to just do you just want to like take him and like slap him like he's a like he's a woman in a black and white movie who just needs to pull himself together? Uh, you know, I think I'm just like wash your penis, bucko. <laughs> you're like I do like that. You're like you just need to go off to jail. <laughs> just take yourself to prison. Tuck yourself right into prison. You are you are a dangerous maniac. <laughs> You are right, though. Some Jordan Peterson probably would straighten this guy right out. I think he probably... I This guy is, like, would be right into Jordan Peterson. But, he prob- but, that, but then he'd be all, like, you know, 
but like wearing a button up shirt that's buttoned all the way up and like have a very clean artist studio house that he lives in. Yeah. Paint some nice, uh, paint some nice landscapes. Right. Or like allegorical figures representing order and the mythic ideal of the man. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. So let's just segue right into talking about these characters. We're already talking about Jack. Sure. So I think yeah he uh J- Jack just sort of sucks he, he just sucks. he just sucks I <laughs> I I am confused also I mean like I spoiler alert I have never attended an AA meeting brag bragged Mary um but like is it common like I think he's at AA right because then like there's a moment where he's like do you want a drink and then Sharon yeah, is like no, no, nervous sure. about no. it and he's like it's a glass of water um no no. 100%, even if it's not, even if, even if you know, it's not realistic, whatever, it is what movies have informed us AA is supposed to be like. Right. And then, like, is it normal at AA just to talk about your, like, rage fantasies of murder? I mean, I think, Maybe. Know. That's what I would feel like the therapist would be yeah, like, Yeah, yeah, no, know, no, you want to be like, dude, are you in the wrong meeting? Or you just want to <laughs> be like, you know what, I think that you might need a private session. You know, right, like yeah. you. That's see- what I said. That's what I said at the beginning. I said at the top. I did. He you needs did more therapy. more intensive therapy. <laughs> Different therapy. Different but equal therapy. <laughs> the kind of therapy that the state hands out at this time at the end of a needle that's loaded with potassium. I just think that this episode is trying to say, like Jack, he's like a tortured artist on the knife's edge of becoming a dangerous psychopath. And I'm like, no, he's just yeah, a dangerous sure, psychopath. Sure. Like that's what he is. But his, but his, but his paintings of the terrible things he does are so genius and beautiful. Do we ever fully see one? We kind of don't, do we? <laughs> yeah. No, not really. No. Yeah. Um, the, um, but we, this is the thing where we like our artists to be a little bit effed up. We like them to be all messed up. Yeah, yeah oh, imagine I mean, if he was a co- imagine if he was like a comedian, he'd be like murdering children or something. Well, but I mean, but like, like remember, right? Like we're 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 at this point, like getting poised for our um our rappers to all start shooting each other, and for our grunge musicians to all start overdosing and killing themselves. Oh, you know so what you I mean? think that there's like kind of a death drive thing going on here? I mean, maybe, or just like there's the idea where we like the, uh, the as you say, like the razor edge. We like we like it if our artists are a little bit messed up. You know, they can be. That would like put that pain. That pain is real. It, it, I don't know. It's it's a funny thing, isn't it? Where we like we want things to come from a real place. I mean, right? Like, if he was, I mean, do people like? Uh, he makes morbid and unsettling paintings. Maybe right. Uh, you know, do people think? Are people like, man, H.R. Geiger? I bet that. You know, I, whew, I bet there's there's real messed up stuff going on. I mean, do you you know what my favorite thing about Geiger? His voice sounds exactly like what you would imagine someone who creates that that kind of artwork would be. He sounds like he's like his lungs are made out of rusted metal. Like, oh, man. He's a wild voice. He's like, ah, yeah, ah. it's awesome. It's an awesome thing to witness. If you've never heard Geiger speak, look him up on YouTube. Find a clip. It's worth it. But but but, but all I'm saying, but you know what I mean, right? Like people who make un- just because you make unsettling art does not actually necessarily mean that you're an unsettling person. But we like this idea that the art is informed by your life and character in a in in, a, in like a very direct way. Yes. Um, you know what I mean? In the same way that, right, like... Uh, um, well, like, there's kind of... And I think that especially at this time, there was... And I, this is what, of course, you're getting at. But there was, like, kind of an obsession with um, 
artists being real. I don't know if we still have that to the same degree, but like we'd be like, oh, that artist doesn't count. She doesn't even write her own music. And you're like, most performers in history don't. Like, what are you talking? You know, that was like a like I remember that being like an issue with Britney Spears. And you're like, I mean, yeah, what? Just culturally, right? Like we're poised on the edge of the at this point, maybe, maybe we're even in it, the sort of moral majority and, you know, um, this is this is it an era before Marilyn Manson and stuff. I don't know why I keep returning to the sort of weird, angry butt rock and <laughs> all of that. Of our, I'm 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 moving forward too much in time, but no, but you know what I mean. Like, um, uh, Tipper <laughs> Gore is going to be like the the, the whole, is going to be talking about how like Two Live Crew is teaching children about fellatio and uh, you know doing sex with ladies. Um, well, it's, frankly, good. It's not like the public school system is teaching. No, no, no. That. Well, no, sure, sure, sure. Well, I, I don't no. really know if two live crew are the people to be instructing our children. But no, no but but just to say though that you know we're we we, we are we're, we're sort of it, it seems like for the first it seems like everyone is acting at this time like for the first time ever that uh, that um, which is funny because people were worried about Elvis and rock and roll music and everything, so it's just this recurrent thing. Yeah. But just that there is authenticity, but then it's also like the darkness in the in the art is you know gonna gonna either spark other darkness or that like to make art like this you yourself have to be bad uh yeah you know yeah i but so potentially it hasn't aged well but i think by any measure and by any time period if you look at jack you're like i don't know he seems like kind of a horse's ass who maybe needs to be like on stronger medication and have like a full-time therapist he sees more than once a week Mm -hmm. you know like Yes. He seems like he's very disturbed and also is also unpleasant. <laughs> like so he's you would, not, you would he's not th- a you would, fun person to watch. You would think that when someone graphically describes uh, resisting homicidal urges at your like AA or group therapy meeting, some phone calls might be made. Yeah. Well not not in like a slap administration, but like, you know, his psychiatrist should probably know about this. I know, but like maybe if he goes on antidepressants, he just won't be as much of himself. Which is maybe a that's maybe that's why he, maybe that's why he can't paint. Bastard. Maybe that's why he can't paint. Yeah. Also, does it seem funny to you that um? So he has so he you know he creates this beautiful morbid or genius morbid art whatever it is, but they're all kind of like still lifes that he makes by paint. I mean, I guess we do kind of see the piece of art that's inspired by the impaled uh, landlady. Um. And it's not, it's not like our direct, it's, he draws inspiration from it, but I kind of imagine based on the way it looks that he just kind of paints still life, still life. Yeah, like it does seem like he's painting a lot of hotel art. I'm like, maybe that's why you're not feeling particularly. But also like, um, and again, I'm not a, I'm not a visual artist. So, you know, I'm probably just talking out of my hat, but it does seem really funny to me that he's, he's, he's very genius, but like, he's like, I can only paint the really morbid stuff if I can see it directly in real life yeah Yeah, i have to kill some people to paint this pile of dead bodies you almost wonder if like if like a trip to the library would just sort of out like you just like look up other horrifying pictures of historical events and be fine yeah Um, yeah, yeah. well and he has to take yeah he has a seat in real life then take pictures of it i kept thinking the camera angle might come into play but it it never did i mean i guess she um, discovers yeah yeah, she discovers the pictures and is like oh is he a murderer and then she's like i'll stay in his apartment why not it's fine. Uh, that's a good segue into uh, Sharon. What a ridiculous character. <laughs> I mean, I heard, is she a real character? <laughs> yeah, she's like not. No one would do what Sharon does. So this is Sharon's arc. She's sitting in an AA meeting, 
right? Or something. Group therapy for uh, recovering alcoholics. People with substance abuse issues. Sure. Yes. And she she listens to um she listens to Mr. Craig here talk about fantasizing about killing uh, a gallery owner and she's like wait what a cool guy so she tracks him down in the parking lot and <laughs> she's is like, like hot is like hi hi Jack I would like to go to a second location with you and can that second location be your apartment, which is no doubt full of knives? And <laughs> can the second location be the bone zone? <laughs> can the second location be your apartment where you will paint me and objectify me and then murder me? Oops, a daisy. And then yeah. she's like basically like forces him into painting a portrait of her. And he even when he's like, I got a paying gig, she's like, well, that's not getting the getting the getaway in my important portrait work, is it? <laughs> I was like, what? Well, no one would act this way. And then when she finds, does she? What's the order of operations? Does she find the pictures and then she has sex with him? I think that's right. I oh man, pretty sure that's <laughs> oh, true. I like how neither of us, neither of us, could be bothered to really like nail it down. Well, yes, right. I think she sees the pictures and she's like, "What the heck?" And then he's like, "I can explain." And he goes, and he sells the second painting, and then they, then they do the deed. This to me, strike. This is this though does. Speak to the immaturity of like a child watching this, where they'd be like, "How to talk to girls? Here are some sex moves and sex things to say and do." This is one of the more explicit sex scenes we've seen thus far. There's a lot of butt. We get a lot of yeah. butt. Oh man, love it! Great. Plenty of butt. Great. I do not. That's feel what you want for the for buttocks. In the that's what she, that's this. what you want. Those buns. Buns, man, buns. Yeah. But no, no, no. She she just exists to sort of propel the plot forward. Although, um. They, it feels like though they could make this it doesn't have to it doesn't she doesn't have to act so nonsensical like she doesn't have to find out the stuff she does he does no no it's just weird no no they've like made her so intentionally stupid okay so then he almost tries to kill her with an alarm clock um while while doing the deed quote unquote and she's mm-hmm. like no 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 don't kill me and he's like okay and then and then she, eventually she like sees sees one of the paintings in real life which is somehow more horrifying than her seeing the photos he chases her out in the street she gets hit by a car and then there's only one brain surgeon in the in the city who can save mm-hmm. her and she right. dies because Jack strangles him in the parking lot to make to right make a to buck. get the money. It's a gift of the Magi, you know. Yeah. So does that also mean that he like is like painting wildly in his car? No, he is. We see it. Don't you remember? He strangles the guy, and then he like paints with the guy's blood on that dirty piece of cardboard, and then somehow has plenty of time to go and uh, uh, sell the painting to Mister Mistopheles. <laughs> I like to pretend. I like to pretend. <laughs> Mistopheles. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't this be McCavity? <laughs> no, he's Mr. Mistopheles. Mephistopheles. Satan, the Lord and Master. Satan. Oh, I thought you were refer- <laughs> you were referencing cats. Oh, I, I very, I fully was, <laughs> but also, also, is it weird that I've never made, I've never made the connection that the cats on Mr. Mistopheles is about a person who named their cat Mr. The Devil. <laughs> Oh my gosh. All right. So then we also have Malcolm, who's my favorite character because yes. he's the actual devil. 
Yeah. So do you think in do you my think notes is, I have now? Here's my guy. Do you think he is the actual devil, or do you just think he like is like jaded by extreme wealth and inscrutable power? I think he's so jaded by his power and and just like excess that he has actually become the literal devil. <laughs> like no, I think like, it's yeah. a transformative situation, but no, I do think that he's the actual devil. Mm-hmm. And truly, his like weird scenes are the only good part of this. Like when he, they're in his house and he's like, oh, like that's the best. That's the best it ever is. <laughs> I like, is it, I like it when he shows him the first piece of art and he's like, "Do you like it?" And he says, "No, I covet it." Yeah, and then and then the guy's like, "I don't know, two hundred bucks," and he's like, "No, two hundred thousand bucks." It's <laughs> <laughs> ridiculous. But he's, he is he like a weird like. Yeah, he carries okay. He's it a cartoon off. rich man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so good. He's like, how don't insult yourself. I will pay you seven million times that amount. In a, in a, in a, in a slightly different kind, in a, in a different genre of, of uh, uh, entertainment. He's the kind of guy who'd be like, no. And he slaps the artist. He's like, shut your mouth. I shall give you no less than seven million dollars for this. Silence. Yeah. Yeah. I think that he's the only, I think that he's the only character that actually understands what this story is supposed to be. Like, I think that if, and Sharon almost gives it to us, but she's such a, a ridiculous character that it's 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 hard to go, like, big enough so that you, like, would understand where Sharon's coming from. She has to do sure. so many things that no human being would do to, like, get and there. For, and, and for no reason, right? Like. Yeah. Like, like, Jack could just, I mean, like, Jack could just have a girlfriend. Like, that's fine. Or. They've you know, gone a, out of their way to make or her Or a neighbor or. Yeah, yeah, they make it. Yeah, it's it's like way too ropey. He doesn't even have to. Um, like he doesn't have. She doesn't have to like see the warning sign that he's gonna kill her with the alarm clock, or you know, she can just be someone who he cares about, who discovers his thing, and then he has to, you know, save her life, but ruins it. This is a relation. This basically, this story is much better handled in the movie Angel Heart. Yes. Yeah. Oh sure. Although, wait, hold on. So in Angel. I want to I want to make it real, real convoluted where you're like, but is the person that he's trying to save is Jack, in fact, also are Sharon and Jack the same person in Angel Heart? No, they're not. They're not. It's no, it's uh, what's her name from the Cosby show. But um, yeah, uh, Lisa Bonet is Sharon yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. in this, but she doesn't do stuff that no human being would do because um, right. Angel Heart's actually a good movie. Yeah, it's really good. Yeah. No, but I mean, but okay, but like Malcolm, though, I mean, he's we, we make him sound a little bit. He's not quite as cartoonish. He's not as gleefully, obviously satanic as uh, Louis Cipher is in Angel Heart. Um, but I do like that um, because way I, less actually, long I, nails and egg eating for sure. Well, no, no, but I do kind of like that he isn't really like mustache twisting. Like he's somebody who says that he has what the finest collection of morbid art in private hands, which is, I mean, like if you found out. That um, like Elon Musk like collected photographs from genocides or something, yeah, or like like you, had like a private collection of snuff films would not surprise me in the least. Yes, well, and, and not even just like he's evil. Like it's just like it's exactly how you're like. Well, yeah, of course, eccentric, rich people have stu- like you know, or if like the largest collection of not this is not real. The largest collection of Nazi that I know about parody satire. No, but like if it turned out that like Bill Gates, like had the largest collection of Nazi stuff, you wouldn't, it's, it's not even like a, um, it's almost just like, yeah, of course they just have it because they can not, you know, it doesn't even have to be a fascist. He just, it just is like the kind of weird crap that, that we associate with being rich 
because it represents just consumption and accretion and boredom and like filling up the howling void inside of you with just stuff. Yeah. Um, Although I do get the sense that Malcolm in this like truly does enjoy and and like is like yes, curating yes. this particular piece. So I think it's more than just like, well, of yeah. course, of course, you know, Elon Musk has the large, the greatest collection of Spanish swords, uh, the, the side of the equator, like, but but like he doesn't care about them. I think that that's one thing. This guy clearly does care about this art. Yeah, no, no, you're right. It's more like David Lee Roth and his obsession with, like, Japanese tattooing and katanas. Yes. Where you're like, this guy is into it. <laughs> yeah, super, could not be any more into it. Um, um, it is interesting. I do, there, there is some cool stuff about Malcolm, though. I like that he wants an artist to interpret horror for him. Like, he doesn't just want, like, pictures of, you know, of the killing fields, the Kamar Rouge, or the one. You know, he doesn't want that. He wants an artist. He wants hyper reality. He wants a point of view. He wants. I believe he, what he wants is a photograph. Actually, I'm not sure no, why but, he no, can't but, just but, have no, it. No, but no, but no, but that's he. He particularly says he wants an artist to interpret horror for him. He doesn't just want like pictures of you know ovens at Auschwitz. He wants he want he wants like something more more real or an interpreted curated version of that, which he'd is be, interesting. He'd be way into like the John Wayne Gacy paintings i'm sure mm, sure sure oh man yeah are, are these people who collect hitler paintings and stuff <laughs> yeah although i realize now i don't i don't know this about, i think that john wayne gacy painted clowns but maybe i'm making that up because that no i think convenient. i think i think that too but i don't know that that's true either yeah that might be that might be like something that lots of people are just wrong about um but i don't i don't necessarily know that john wayne gacy's paintings were like very upsetting and i don't think hitler's were either like nice landscapes no whatever. no no, no, no. or like moderately mo- like adequately executed landscapes um but like that's because they're like oh this person was bad but like it's like collecting george w bush paintings right like of like dogs and his feet in a bathtub um or even kind of you know close to this time this makes me think a little bit about um nine inch nails recording was their second or third album in the uh in the sharon tate murder house Ugh. yeah and, what a bunch um, of bastards. Well, I mean, don't worry about it, though, because now Trent Reznor is like scoring, you know, uh, uh, HBO uh, series and movies. So, no, but there's some story he has where like they were doing drugs. They were at, like the lowest part. And then he like runs into like Sharon Tate's sister or something at the grocery store. I mean, you might be getting details or something like this. And basically she was like, you know, she was a real person. He was like, oh, then it dawned on me. She's a real person. And you're like, yeah, you dummy. But then you realize that also these people are all like, like, like less than 25 years old. <laughs> Yeah, no, they're just they're these just... artists and stuff. But but I think this is still of the time. This sort of like self, like I'm a uh, self destructive artist. Let's make let's make dark industrial music in this in this murder house. Ugh. You know, it, it does. Remind and you want to be me... like, dude, like <laughs> it does. <laughs> get a grip. It does remind me of my very first Onion article before I knew what the Onion was when I was mm-hmm. at, like in high school. Um, and it was like Marilyn Manson goes door goes door to door trying to shock people in a rural Idaho suburb. And yeah. it's just like with like it was like a picture of Marilyn Manson like standing in a doorway with a woman kind of like looking at him. It was very good. And I was like, wait, is this real? Is this for real? That's very sad. Do you um, remember when do you remember when bowling for Columbine was out and they were like, I think Marilyn Manson was really the smartest person that they interviewed. Have you have you ever like watched what he says as since you became a you know actual adult no all he basically says is like i would have asked the shooters 
what they think about what you're just like come on man like <laughs> that's really funny well it's just like, all the everyone who ever told me that is just a rube yeah well i mean yeah They're i would like, just listen to what person, they had to- can a person who wears colored contacts have empathy i don't know yeah, yeah. um have basic basic empathy i'm not sure malcolm clearly is sort of a satanic figure but also, he is like consumption. He is the market. Yeah. It's because in some sense, this can also, I think, be read as a little bit of a parable where it's kind of like the market. Are you going to do what we want? The thing we want is you to do depraved things. Will you do the depraved things? We'll give you money. I'll pay you for the depraved things, you know, kind of thing. Selling little bits of yourself and your soul. Do you think Mal- is Malcolm a messed up guy for liking morbid art? I mean, like, aside from like on sort of a surface level. Um. I put this like, you know, there are students of history, students of war, people, who, you know, everybody like has a friend or a dad or something who like gets way into reading about the Holocaust or, you know, people who are like way into military history or, you know, know a little though, like disturbing amounts about nuclear bombs or I mean, you know, isn't that isn't that just kind of human nature? Um, yeah, I mean, like, I think it's, I think that there are people in the world and like very, it's a very common trait for people to want to stare into the void. Yeah. Oh, I, I, I missed the easiest, low, lowest hanging fruit currently. What about serial killer podcast? You know, yes, right. That's like, immediately what I thought of. I think that a lot of people want to stare into the void. I think that there's a lot of different. And, and so like, it kind of expresses itself in like very similar ways. Like, you know, the classic, like, oh, my dad's way into World War Two. Like, right. or, you know, my <laughs> friend, my friend listens to a lot of serial killer podcasts. Like a lot of those things I think are similar. I think there's different motivations behind it. I think that it's not, I don't think that there's any ambiguity that Malcolm knows that this is painted from real life. And I do think that that is morally bankrupt. Yeah, you're totally right. Yes, yes. 100%. That is yes. clearly morally bankrupt because he's basically, he's paying this guy to like murder people. To and like that's, do do crimes. Do a crime. Do a horrible crime. Do a crime and then do a painting about it. It's like a book report. Right. right. I want you to do a crime. <laughs> right. And then right. write right. it up, paint it up for me. And paint then up come your back. crime for me and then bring it back to me. And then I, I will I, give you I will give you seven million dollars. And I will enjoy your crime for a very long time. Yeah. Um, yes. Yeah. Gonna hang your crime on the wall. Yep. Stick it on the fridge. Gold star for that crime. Um. So I think I think that yeah. So I think his particular thing. I don't know. Like if if you if you like get your kicks, um, looking at horrible horrible like murder scenes or like concentration camps. I, I guess you're not like bad, but I think that that's pre- that's disordered. <laughs> Feels like a red flag. <laughs> yeah, like I would worry. Like if I like. Like, this is my, what I imagine. You're at Malcolm's house, and he's a rich guy, so he's throwing, like, a heck of a party, right? Right, You're right. Like, he's like, we got, we, got, we got a wood-fired pizza oven out back. Paolo, Paolo, another pizza. Another, and you're like, no, it's fine. And he's like, no, 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 I can always get you a lime. Right. So you're, like, eating wood-fired pizza. You've took a little dip in the swimming pool. You're, like, you're like all bubbly on champagne. You like He did that thing. He did that thing where he kisses your girlfriend on both cheeks. You kind of don't like it, but it's also his party, so... Yeah, it's fine. And you've drunk too much champagne, so now you really need to you really need to pass some wind. And you're just finding trying to find pass a room. Pass wind. Pass wind. And you're just like you're trying to find a place to have a bit of a toot. And you stumble into a room and it's full of this artwork. 
that would be shocking and horrifying. That would forever change how you felt about Malcolm. You know, I've seen I've seen this movie before. That's the part where the Malcolm is like, like, like you're like, you're like, oh god, looking at the art, and then he like comes in behind you and is like, it's really quite breathtaking, isn't it? And then he like flicks his gold lighter and he lights a cig- cigar and like sits down, and then he either like 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 pulls out a gun and like coerces you into the basement, right? Or, like no, he like, you offered, get, like led- makes, makes some sort of dark offer to you, right? Either then he's like, yeah, yeah. Either then you have to go, you have to be the crimer now, or he's like, get in, get into this human side sized dog kennel. You're the next yeah, victim. Right, right. Yep, yep. I'm, 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 I'm shackling you to this water heater. Yeah. Uh, an artist approaches you wearing one of those like those white artist smocks, a beret, and brandishing a knife. Um, yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah, it's definitely a red flag. I don't think it's wrong. It's not like necessarily bad, but it's also not good. Because I'm revisiting my my own crappy at not not my adolescence was bad. I mean, like being a crappy adolescent. Yeah, you know. Um, but aren't we maybe complicit in bad things because we don't face the howling horror? Just because you don't see little children with broken fingers making your shoes doesn't mean they didn't. This reminds me of, uh, remember that guy who hornswoggled uh, <laughs> This American Life with his tales of the uh, the apple where like oh yeah yeah right and like basically his defense was like just because i didn't actually see it doesn't mean it's not real and you're like yeah but it (laughs) It does it does mean that you shouldn't tell people you saw it (laughs) it means that you can't just like outright lie to ira glass (laughs) lying to ira glass that man is an institution He kind of is. No. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. No. For sure. pick, I mean, if he I really to, is. If I had to pick a person to lie to, he would not be high on my list. Um, uh. Right. But like, so yeah. I mean, I think that, however, however, comment. Yes, it's better to like understand and be like conscious about your consumption and try to do it ethically and not and like do the least harm for sure. But on the other hand. The people who are like buying stuff and they're like, I had, oh, I had no idea that these purchases ma- meant that like a child got its hand blown off are way better than someone who's like, a kid got his hand blown off. That's why I bought this. Obviously, yes, yeah, fully, fully erect over the blood diamonds. Yeah, no, you're right. You're, of course, of course, you're right. It's just kind of like one of these things, and that's why you know it's the difference between um, having something like the Holocaust Museum and uh, have having a room in your house where you're like, you want to see some of the gold teeth that they pulled out of the Holocaust, you know, like I would even say, I would even go so far as to say it's the difference between the Holocaust museum and the Hollywood museum of murder, which is just mm-hmm. like, it's like, you want to see the really weird pictures of Sharon Tate. Mm, okay. Like, I, mm-hmm. right. Like, like one of them is meant to kind of inform you of a horrible period of history and, and hopefully help you understand that that's like not the way to be. The other is allowing you to take a nice long leering look at, like very yeah, horrible sure, things, sure. and yeah. if you feel that way about a Holocaust museum, I think you're in the deep minority. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I, yes, I would hope so. Not only because that's sort of that's not that's a disordered way of thinking, you know, that that automatically mm-hmm. puts you in minority, but also like they're not designed to do that. Sure, sure, sure. No, I understand. I understand. Bear in mind also the like you know there are people who are like uh, especially especially around this time period. Who would um, who would say things about you know like those people those kids watching those horror movies? It's teaching them to be violent and disordered. And yeah, it's, it's I will ridiculous. say I will say the fact that 
Malcolm needs this in a visual medium is more upsetting than if he was like, write some poetry about a murder for me. <laughs> you think so? What if it was like, I want, actually, this sounds like a different kind of movie where it's like, I want recordings of the death. Yeah, no, of course, anything, like, it has, like, different levels. I think recordings... Do you like how I I use my sex voice a lot in this podcast, in this episode? (laughs) This is very, this is, like, a very uh, Thomas Johnson after dark (laughs) version of this. Um, Ladies, ladies, (laughs) fellas. Give in to me. Give in to me. (laughs) Give in to me. Um, (laughs) Give in to me is, like, give in to me is actually what, like, somebody, like, a Rick Moranis-looking nerd is, like saying to the beautiful girl who like like they made a wedding pack back when you know they were trying to be pathetic like give in to me you'll give in to me one day one day you'll give in to me <laughs> man <laughs> just the idea of that made me feel really awful <laughs> oh god there's um, nothing 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 better than whining to get some foreplay kicked off yeah that's that's the best no i mean like obviously video is the most upsetting then probably mm-hmm. a visual representation then audio then descriptive pieces mm-hmm. right <laughs> what if <laughs> what if the guy's just like I, I just really into like storytelling so could you tell me a story about something horrible <laughs> or what if he's like let's do some improv about it <laughs> i'm gonna need <laughs> a horrific situation and three different weapons <laughs> and a career <laughs> boat captain <laughs> the holocaust acid knife luger pistol go yeah uh, one of these days, some improv group is going to take my suggestion for actuary, <laughs> but it has not happened yet. <laughs> oh, um, all right. So you mentioned at the top of the show, this is like a standard gift of the Magi, cruel twist of fate story where he needs the money to pay for the brain surgery and he kills the man who's the only man who can give the brain surgery and therefore Sharon will die and he and the man died and now Jack is I guess fine and richer? Rich and then this woman who he barely knows that he had sex with one time and thought um, about murdering himself well but he did think that it was Malcolm (laughs) he did think that Sharon turned into Malcolm I mean (laughs) In his defense, he thought she was a changeling. In his defense, he thought that Sharon and Malcolm were the same person and also the devil. And she was sent given to me, which is, you know, like the creepiest thing you could say during sex. So it really, it just all makes perfect sense. Yeah. Um, But I thought that the most effective and like part of this that made me feel like the most like horror thrills and potentially it's Mm -hmm. because of like where we are in history right now is that. Like, right, so Sharon gets hit by the car, the, he takes her to the emergency room, and the doctor is basically like, hey, hey, Chucklehead, come here. Okay, <laughs> this woman is good, this guy woman is gonna die. I've called a surgeon, but he, like, boo-coos bucks, dude. You gonna pay for this? Sharon's parents are poor. You gonna pay for this? And he's basically like, yeah, I'm gonna pay for this. But, like, that is a wild scene. It's a wild scene. As a medical professional, first of all, as a medical professional, yeah. have you ever done that to somebody? No, of course not. This is, this is like a thing that wouldn't happen. This is not a real conversation that we had. Um, I mean, our medical rationing and gatekeeping is much more subtle. <laughs> and Yeah, um, maybe it's it, a real thing, but, like, it would never be put out this No, no, like, it would never go down like this. Um, just, you know, there are... Probably, I mean, there are laws in place to keep this sort of conversation from happening. But also, right, if, if you go to the if you, if you have trauma and you go to the trauma hospital, you're probably going to a university or county general sort of thing. And so 
they are they are set up in a way where they're not gonna they're not gonna be like can you can you can you pay for this because he'll be dead in fifteen minutes you know that's that's not gonna happen no, nobody's the medical staff are not monsters this is totally like a like a like the kind of setup that exists um for for dramatic effect it's funny to see a person in scrubs doing it too because this seems like the kind of thing where in the comic like maybe this would be done by uh like 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 an old timey doctor with like a bag with a with one of those medical valises you know kind of oh i imagined like i imagine there'd be like the like kind of like optimistic doctor and then you'd have a sinister hospital administrator who's like well who's gonna pay for this yeah, yeah. Um, that's like a like a like a woman in a in a skirt suit would be the person to deliver this. Um, yeah, yeah. No, uh, it, it could be, you know. But I, yeah, no, I think it's funny. the 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 least believable part of all of this incredibly unbelievable. Well, the least believable part is that yeah. Sharon is is a human, and second it's, it's, of all, it's, it's into into yeah, Craigers. Yeah, into that's Jack the, Craigers. The, 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 like Sharon is is the most <laughs> believable part. And then the second most unbelievable part is that that doctor has any idea how much any of this costs. Yes. No. One hundred percent. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Like, yeah. But mm-hmm. um, I I think that one of the things that so I think that there's kind of obviously there is sort of like there's like a Faustian bargain almost right or like selling selling sure. a piece of yourself sort of but they don't fully commit to that but do we have this idea of like the devil giving you money in exchange for something that chips away at you slowly yeah sure giving sure, you material yeah. good in the in in return for something that is horrible but even more horrible than you previously realized right yeah 100% yep um and i think part of the problem of all of this is that we don't we we see i mean we see jack's like apartment which is by tv standards like bad right sure but and and we it kind of looks like he lives on a set from the second crow movie which i have referenced before crow yeah. city of angels yeah he really does that's very true <laughs> Um, the crow movie that's all golden as opposed to black. Yeah, that's all like yellow light and yeah. yeah. Um, they were like, you know, what was depressing Detroit. Let's go to Los Angeles. Sunny, beautiful. I love it. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful people. Um, so the beautiful people. But I think that we don't like they. They needed to commit to one thing or the other. Just like watching Jack be like, dude, you got to put my paintings in your gallery because I'm like hungry. I'm like, dude, like. You can do another job. Like, it's okay. <laughs> Mary, are you like, get a get job, a job Jack? <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I mean, no, like, no, for sure, for sure. Of, it's... But, like, we don't, we don't understand. I feel like we don't get the, like, interiority of Jack enough to understand why his poverty is bad. That he is impoverished. That his poverty mm-hmm. is affecting him horribly. And that that is, like, driving some of his desperation. Like, I, you, you even don't. You, you don't really get the sense the money is that much of a driver to him until the very end. And that seems like a big yeah. mistake to me. I know. I agree with you. Yes. The uh, also, what does he it, do with it? He's been paid all this money and now he has to like paint one like hasty cardboard painting one more time. Come on. Yeah, it's it, it's it's the whole thing where like it, it also like what's the timeline here? It seems like the whole thing takes place over like like a long weekend, maybe. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like may, maybe maybe a week. Yeah. Right. And it would be it would be a different kind of, again, more cartoonish thing if we kind of saw him become more and more of a high roller Um, and he keeps and it keeps. But it might be a little smarter if it keeps being one of these things where it's like, I'll go back to the well one last time. And then you keep seeing complications arise in his life and he keeps having to make make the deal with the devil, do the handshake one more time. And every time it's a little bit. 
right. It's a so little think, bit grosser and worse. And I just think that they like threw too much stuff at the wall. Like I think we're supposed to kind of think he's a little bit addicted to it. So that's why you have like kind of this like no, no, yes. anonymous no, angle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, then, he's addicted to the kill, but then also maybe he has to just do it for money, which <laughs> which, which are mis- dueling impulses. But then maybe they're doing the angel heart thing, though, where it's kind of like the homicidal mania was within you all along. I didn't I wasn't making you do anything or maybe I was. I'm the devil. (laughs) Yeah, maybe. I mean, I think that would be better if you had him sort of just like be like kind of a petty con artist, you know, like, Mm -hmm. well, I don't even know how you would do that, like painting forgeries, bouncing checks. I don't know what he would do. But like, I think he either has to be have an addictive personality and that's the problem. Especially in a 25-minute episode. Sure. He needs to have an addictive personality, and the devil uses that. Or he has to be, like, have avarice and greed. And that Mm -hmm. is what causes his downfall. Yeah. Right now, what causes Jack's downfall? Sort of, like, bad luck. Like, twists of fate. Right. That that don't really connect to anything that he has necessarily done, except for the fact that he's a bad guy and a psychopath. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, 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 it's a little bit too muddled. You want him to be perfect and neb like you. If he is a budding psychopath, then that's its own thing. If it's not that, but instead that he is like a a, a decent guy who is an artist who's, whose secret horrible gift is that he can paint morbid art, but only if he does the murder himself. That's also a story, but being both just means you're like, wait, what? <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, but at the same time, there is like, but this I. I Mostly because I just like to talk about this kind of stuff. I think there is some there is there's a nice vein to mine here. Yeah, mining reference. Who's <laughs> genealogy? Exactly, warriors. No, but um, th- this idea of um, uh, being you know the handshake with the devil, but isn't that just the way like exploitation and labor and on some level capitalism kind of works, right? Where it's like I'm hungry. I will trade you some of my life so I and my family can eat. And then it becomes like, okay, you know, skip your lunch break. And then it becomes fire this other guy and then like rat on your coat. You know, like this, that, that, that is a, that is an observed thing and a meme within our society. Um, and like money is the money. He doesn't even need to have the money. We already know he doesn't have to pay the brain surgeon. He just needs money to stay alive because that's the way it is. And money is sort of this end to it, end unto itself. Yeah, it, it just feels like the story was put together in maybe like kind of an improv situation. It's like we have this guy, and like it's like you're like going around, and they're like, and you know, oh, and yeah. or, he's or an like artist. the writing exercise where you like write the beginning, and then the next yeah. person, and the next person is yeah, like, yeah. but he's also <laughs> has rage issues, and and he's an alcoholic. And he like he accidentally kills his neighbor, sort of, and he paints it. And you know, like it's just yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like yeah, it's yes. like too many, too many cooks, too many things mm-hmm. going on in this stew. Like the story, the stories that really work in these in, in this particular um, in Tales from the Crypt are stories that are simple because you only have a very limited amount of time to tell them, and they need to be punchy. You know? Yeah. Yes. 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 You know. You know. I don't really have an ambush. Do you? I just wanted Jack to be good, and then he could be an exploited laborer, and then we could feel sorry for him. I know. Like, I, I, the story I want this to be about is how brutal, like, the brutalization of money. Like, maybe, 
maybe he likes and I think it would have to escalate to murder. I think the fact that they make him murder someone right away is a mistake. Like I think yeah. maybe he like maybe well, he like <clears throat> Yeah, no. The like, first one has to be like the accident like an accidental death. He sees it and then like he and then or he maybe says he'll never even, maybe just pain. Oh, I was thinking like I was thinking like he never he says he'll never do it again and then he's driving home and he sees there's like a terrible car wreck and stops and he takes pictures of it and then yeah and then like he Nightcrawler hears like it. it would be great right yeah no and then like he hears like a domestic dispute down the hall and is like in his crappy apartment and he goes and he sees that like like he see witnesses like a classic tales for the crypt weird like double homicide where, like some dude like chokes his wife to death while also she shoots him you, you know something like or, or or maybe something where like he watches someone murder somebody else and doesn't do anything so he can make art out of it. Yeah. And, you know, and then more and more, and then it becomes like, the, oh no, there isn't a terrible thing and I need the money right now. So he does the murder and then it's, it's the doctor. Yeah. Or even if it's like, I think you could have kind of like a, like start with self harm. Like, mm-hmm. like he like break, he like breaks his wrist or something and like, it's horrible and gross and he takes a picture of it and he paints it. And then like, mm-hmm. and that, you know, he sees sure, like a sure. he sees like a run over animal on the side of the road and he paints that. Like, you know, just kind of like slow <laughs> escalations to leading to murder. Our, our version involves him making no less than fifty-three pieces of art before he does a murder. <laughs> you know, you don't make you don't make a killer overnight. You know, it's <laughs> Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, uh, no, but I think that I think that the fact that he like it, that he like there's only really one accidental murder and it's really absurd <laughs> the way it is shot, and also sort of like unfeeling like he's being kind of a dick about it um yeah no 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 100 and sort like, of like, it, like <clears throat> ru- it desensitizes you to that and like removes you from the horror the thing he does to his landlady like like basically his landlady is like kind of being a little bit mean to him right yeah but clearly they've had a relationship he's like i'm buying tonight like they're gonna like split a six-pack one assumes yeah and then she's like yeah i gotta carry all this stuff down the stairs and it's like kind of dangerous for me to do that and he's like i'm gonna push you down the stairs i'm a yeah no no I'm the minute he you. does to be fair the minute he does that he is like you're an evil they sort of it's they, it's a little bit because at that point you're like oh he's bad he's evil he just murdered this woman for kind of no for like reasons that aren't don't seem justified yeah yeah we skip the whole the guy sure looks like plant food for me part of it and so yes. we're like right into the Right. Just should, killing should been, people. Should have been a little bit more reluctant vampire. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. Any reluctance on Jack's part would have made this better. And then, especially if he had a motivator that we understand, like, money, right? Yeah, or no, addiction. The, but, like, right. but that it was taken to, like, a crazy extreme. Yeah. And, and people do crazy stuff for scarcity. I mean, like, not... I mean, you know, pe- people... Punch people, people at Walmart over toilet people, paper. People, yeah, right. People commit murder. <laughs> Federal agents seize masks and PPE so as to, as to give them to private companies to resell the state. No, but no, exactly though. But like, yeah, I think we all, the the despite all my rage, I'm still just rat and cage thing. You you could make this about the desperation and that like you know if you're gonna make it you got to do terrible things. That that that's a story that could be told too. That's a, that's yeah. a story that could be told better here. Yeah, and actually that to me, you could, oh, that's a really good point. You could make this a kind of a story about fame and exposure, which actually sure. goes really well with his like violent fantasies at the beginning with the gallery art. Like he, like he wants yeah. respect and mm-hmm. um, and acclaim. That would have been, that yeah. would have made sense. Sure. But 
It's just uh, it's just a bunch of stuff that doesn't go together, you know. But but let's talk about something. Uh, I clumsily set this up. You know, you talk about like we don't look at the, the howling terror and everything, right? This story works because we have a basic a for profit healthcare system which isn't set up to deliver even basic care to everyone. This is something that has been made readily apparent to residents of uh, you know I don't know like New York City maybe mm-hmm. or New Orleans. Mm-hmm. Um, and then this is this is a howling wound in our society that we maybe should maybe look into this darkness a little bit and think about what we could do to address this. I believe this fully and I'm going to I'm going to make a flippant comment but it doesn't mean that I don't no, no, agree you're with good. you you're fully. <laughs> what this really should have ended with is then like having like Tim Roth like sitting on a desk and he's like, "Hi, I'm Tim Roth. This is why <laughs> Medicare for all is so important. <laughs> Call your what... congressperson today and demand <laughs> That people like Sharon in tonight's episode could get the care she needed without Jack having to kill a single person. <laughs> yeah. I did actually. Um, yes. No, no. And then he's like, and that's why I'm supporting Bernie Sanders. This was uh, we're looking forward to a great Super Tuesday turnout. Oh, man. Where all our before all our dreams are smashed. No, but um, I did think um, I did actually kind of like the way it ended. It was kind of hokey that the detective is like. I hear you're an artist. He's holding one of those huge paintbrushes. Super funny. But I did like Tim Roth, like kind of looking up and looking through the like glass glass window in the hospital and the and the mini blinds start to close and it's like closing in and trapping. And it, that, that was yeah. a cool shot. I thought I actually a lot of the cinematography in this. I was pretty I was pretty OK with like I love I love the different things they did with light. Um, like mm-hmm. uh, Tim Roth's apartment is usually sort of like bathed in this golden light. You get a sense that it's sort of this like um, almost like a sacred space. So it's even mm-hmm. funnier that he's sort of, <laughs> you know. Uh, I was it, just like, the city she loves me. The city. <laughs> <laughs> but then like everything about Malcolm's situation is like very cold. Um, yeah, yeah, he, he lives in one of those weird, weird, yeah, one of those weird white box like Beverly Hills Mansion. Yeah, it's all like what it's all uh white lacquer and glass. Yeah. Um Yeah. Yes. So I I, I actually like the way that this movie that this movie that this episode is shot, but I, I don't think it's otherwise put together terribly well. It it's got some narrative issues. Yeah. I mean Tim Roth is like a good actor too and he's he's trying to sell it as hard as he can, but I don't it doesn't quite work out. Yeah. All right. We ready to rate this sucker? Yeah. Where'd I think artists, artists first. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> I gave... The, I did not like this episode. Um, I gave it one and a half, and basically one is the lowest I can give it, and I gave it a half because of Malcolm Mayflower. I also wait, wait, did, didn't, didn't we do... I think we've had something that was zero. Really? Okay, well, then I will give this one. Okay, <laughs> this is one. One out of five murderous alarm clocks oh well I, I i gave this one one and a half out of five deadly alarm clocks <laughs> double alarm clock we were almost at the same writing too but the holding hands club oh we're both those like two little bunny girl emojis mm-hmm. all right Aww. next time We'll be taking a look at a pint-sized stand-by-me app called Undertaking Paller. It's almost as bad as These Will Kill You in terms yeah, it, of names. Yes. Also, yes. In terms of con- also in terms of content. Content. Yep. yep. <laughs> but let's not let's not let's not spoil that right away. <laughs> Thank you for listening. No, let's. 
No, <laughs> guys, the next one's a real stinker. The next one's a real woofer to stinker. <laughs> but come back for morning mess because that is legitimately very good. <laughs> I enjoyed it immensely. <laughs> um, thank you as always for listening to Crypt Creepers. Uh, please check us out on any place that you are downloading your podcasts from. Um, and if there's an option to subscribe, rate, or leave us a review, please do that thing. You can also find us on outrageousmechanisms.com slash crypt dash creepers to see, our, to see past episodes um, and find other excellent podcasts. And we also have a fairly limited social media presence on Instagram and Twitter. I think the best way that they could do this is to go outside their home or apartment wherever it is they're living and in a loud, socially distanced voice, uh, recommend our podcast to passersby. I like that. It's sort of a boots on the ground approach to marketing. <laughs> sort Guerrilla of analog, marketing. An analog way to market our online product. But remember hey, to shout, hey. shout good and loud because you got to shout through a mask. Right, yeah. Put on your mask. And if you have to wear gloves or like some boots or something, put on a Tyvek painter's suit. Yeah. yeah. All right. Next time. Till next time, kitties. Jack Craig was barely appreciated in his day. His art was off-putting and required a certain palette. But I think oh. history will vindicate him. He belongs in a hall of frames. He could really draw a crowd. <laughs> I feel like I feel like of all the ones I've done, that might be the most authentically Outrageous.